peoples of the worldwide federated internet, what's good? In this era, in this time of unrest and uncertainty, and when you don't know what is up and what is down, what's truth and what's not, I'm definitely thankful to God that I got saved years ago. And no matter what's going on, I know God is faithful and the Bible is true. So with that being said, without further ado, let's get into this. Genesis chapter 23 and verse 1. And Sarah was an hundred and seven and twenty years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in Kirjath Harba. The same is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And now remember for those of you who've been following, remember what was prophesied about Canaan as you're as you're paying attention to what's going on here in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and did weep for her. Abraham loved his wife. The Bible actually tells husbands, husbands love your wives we live in this ultra macho society nothing wrong with manhood manhood is good absolutely nothing wrong with it but if you believe that manhood means you can't love your wife if you believe manhood means you can't show affection to your wife sadly mistaken that word weep means to express sorrow Grief or anguish by outcry. To shed tears from any passion. To lament. Abraham was definitely hurt about his wife dying at 120 years old. And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham saying unto him, Hear us, my Lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres, bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. 
Now, go back to verse 2. And Sarah died in Kirjath Harba, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Remember what the Bible uh, prophesied about Canaan. So what do you think compelled uh, the, the people of Canaan to say this to Abraham? God's plan, God's design will come to fruition. Period. You will not thwart God's plan. There's this viewpoint amongst some on the planet. And it's funny, there's certain things that you don't really think about. I was talking to um, to some brothers from church about this uh, a few weeks ago. There's, there's always this perception that there's this battle between good and evil and what side would, no, no. God is sovereign. God's plan will be worked out. Yes, the devil is always at work against God, but God has all power. The devil can only do what God allows him to do. Let that sink in. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people uh, of the land, even the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat from me to Ephron, the son of Zohar, that he may give, give me the cave Machpelah, which he hath, which is in, which is in the end of his field. For as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for possession of a bury of a burying place amongst you. So Abraham is not just looking to take. He's going to he's going to pay up. He's going to come up with the coin as much money as whatever is worth. I'm going to give him that bread. And Ephraim dwelt among the children of Heth. And Ephraim the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of the city, saying, Nay, my lord, hear me. The field I give thee, and the cave that is therein I give thee in the presence of the sons of my people. I give it thee, bury thy dead." Abraham has favor with God, and we see that favor being borne out. He's telling him, nah, 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 I'm not taking none of your money. Everybody is my witness. You have this. I think the word got out that Abraham walked with God. I think the word got out about what happened at Sodom and Gomorrah when, when Abraham took his his um his 300 servants and ran down on some people and wrecked shop and i don't think it's it's just that he did that i think it's it's a combination of the fact that he did this and through the things that happen people see oh god is with this man i don't want no problems no problems i'm sure they heard about what happened between him and abimelech and I'm pretty sure they know, yeah, we don't want no issues from Abraham. 
Not because there's anything special about him, but he's walking with God and he has God's favor. And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land. Abraham's a humble dude. He's not coming in there bowing up like he's the man. He's coming in humility. And he spake unto Ephron in the audience of the people of the land saying, but if thou wilt give it, I pray thee, hear me. I will give thee money for the field. Take it of me and I will bury my dead there. Abraham still in his integrity is like, nah, take this bread. I don't want to take this from you. I'm not a tyrant. Abraham, even with his faults and see, this is where when you when you read through the story of Abraham or when you, when you read these these Old Testament accounts in general, you see the duality, the 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 dueling natures uh, or, or, the, or the the dueling things going on within Abraham, a man who walks with God, not perfect. And we see that in his faults. But we see in these instances where, man, Abraham has some spiritual integrity here. And verse 14, and Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, my Lord, hearken unto me. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. Um, what is that betwixt me and thee? Bury that bury therefore thy dead. Now, a hundred, um, uh, uh, 400 shekels of silver. I'm not exactly what, what the worth would be now. Maybe some of you, uh, super sleuths out there, there know, and I'm sure I could look it up and, and find out, but I, I chose not to, but I'm, I would, I would, uh, I, I would just, let me just go on assumption and say, this is probably some large amount, but he's saying, what's that between me and you? Nah, I don't want the money. Bury your dead. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephraim, uh, uh, Ephron, and Abraham uh, weighed to Ephron, Ephron the silver which he uh, had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, current money with the merchant. And the field of Ephron, which was Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave, which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field, that were in the borders round about, uh, were made sure unto Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Heth before all that went in the gate of his city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre. The same is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave that is therein were, uh, were made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place by the sons of Heth. We see here in Genesis chapter 23, the favor that Abraham carried with God. We also see here the integrity 
in which Abraham carried himself. So, and, and the thing I like about that, about seeing all these things play out biblically with Abraham is like I said before, if you are a person who this is not, this is not, I'm not saying this to people who just think they can live how they want. And I've said this before, and I always like to give that caveat because I don't want to give people excuses for their lives. But for the person who is, maybe you got something that you, you trying to work through. And so you think, man, I can, I can never serve God. Understand, even when you read about some of these great people in the old Testament, these weren't perfect people, old and new Testament. These weren't people who were perfect and without fault. But that fault didn't define their lives. And what that mean is they weren't living continually in these faults. They might have had some things that they they battled with, but you didn't see them continually living in these things. And they walk with God. We live in a body of flesh. We are not perfect. You're you're not going you're not going to be faultless. The idea is if that if if fault defines your life yeah that's when the problem comes in right if, if if that's if that if sin is what defines your life yeah i would i would question whether you believe the bible i'm not i'm not a question whether you believe the gospel and i'm not saying you don't i don't i don't know your heart i'm not i don't have some kind of uh, a magical perception into your mind and into your heart i don't know you but if you got some things that 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 you you are really contrite about and you're 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 trying to work through or get over the first thing I will I will say to you is walk in the spirit. And that sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. And in many ways it actually is that simple. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Easy and simple are two different things. There's a lot of simple things that are not necessarily the easiest to go through with. They're simple, not easy. The Bible says it is for it is God that worketh in you both to will. So to even have the desire and to do to carry that out of his good pleasure. God is working in you. Your job is. Allow those things to come out of you. Don't fight it. Allow, allow, allow for the things that, that God is working in you to be seen by others outside. Not that you're trying to put on a show, but the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. We are supposed to be showing these things. Not out of pride, but because this is what God is working in us. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.